When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends. 77 WABC. Tom, ba- Tom Brady made himself great. He wasn't great. He wasn't great in college. He lost his job, which is what fueled him his whole life. He's the most competitive person anybody's ever met. And he worked harder than anybody ever to be this good. He made himself this good. He didn't, he didn't start out that way. He was drafted late. He had a terrible body. It took him time. To do it. Now, I'm going to throw a little, you know, oil on the uh, ceremony. Okay. He's not the best regular season quarterback I've ever seen. Peyton Manning was. He's not the best Super Bowl quarterback who ever lived. Joe Montana is. What he is, though, Mm. is the guy who played the longest and he won the most games. He won the most Super Bowls. So he will be remembered because nobody's going to play 23 years and nobody's probably ever going to have a chance to win that many Super Bowls. It's almost impossible to do. He was in the right place with the right coach and he was that competitive. But so let me say this in the Super Bowl, just take the Super Bowl performances. Nobody ever has competed on the level Joe Montana competed on. Not even close. And in the regular season, I watch every game in the regular season. The best down-to-down, Sunday-to-Sunday quarterback I've ever seen regular season was Peyton Manning. I found that to be fascinating TV. I really did. The Mike and the Mad Dog reunion with Stephen A. Smith at ESPN. And, of course, you know who Mike is. So we'll take a break from the discussion so far today, which has been centering around this Daily News column, pointing out the friendship between me and the mayor, how a pro-Trump radio host... Could be friends with a Democrat mayor. We'll get back to that. And um, also all the uh, the Trump news. And we'll get to the sports. Uh, Mike and the Mad Dog, legendary, the greatest sports talk combination ever. Both guys are super guys. They're on this show all the time. I love them both. Chris Russo and Mike Brancessa. Here he is, half of that great combination. Mike Brancessa. Mike, good morning, buddy. How are you? Sid, what's going on? Good to have you. Thank you for, uh, for doing this. I, I know it's a, a hugely busy week for you, so thank you so much. So it's funny. Uh, when you made those comments, there were two schools, Mike. One school was, I got to tell you, Mike's right. The other school was, sometimes, because there's two weeks before the game, sports guys, and the really good ones, the great ones like you, need to find a way to kind of not disagree, but make the conversation more interesting Clearly, Mike was doing that because Brady's just the best. You know those are the two schools of thought that went into detailing your conversation on ESPN. I've had this thought about Brady for years. um, But let me say, where Brady went is where very few athletes ever go. Um, He became synonymous with winning in his sport. That doesn't happen. Uh, Bill Russell did it, but it was overlooked because America wasn't ready for Bill Russell. Boston was never ready for Bill Russell. Um, Michael Jordan did it in individual sports. Jack Nicholas did it. Tiger Woods did it. But when you become synonymous with winning, when you become synonymous with success in your sport, you have reached the ultimate level. There's no level above that. That's where Tom Brady is. So although Tom Brady 
was not a great athlete. Uh, he was a made quarterback uh, with hard work and diligence and and and, and perspiration and, and time and effort and everything else. He was one. I know the doctor who did the physicals, and he told me he was the worst bodied quarterback he had ever examined when he came through the the draft. So he had a lot of work to do, and he did, and he put in incredible amounts of time and effort, and he was fueled by the fact that he had lost his job at Michigan. It bothered him every day. He was that competitive, ultra, hyper competitive. And he won. He was in the big game more than anybody else. He won it more than anybody else. And that's how he'll be remembered. So there's nothing to be taken away from him. Plus, he played in 23 years, which is insane. I mean, a great career is 14, 15 years. This guy played 23 seasons. So the odds on somebody doing that again are very, very small. So... I have no problem with looking at Brady that way, but when I take it apart, I always separate it. And I look at the regular season, and I say this all the time, Manning won five MVPs. He was the best regular season player I saw. And Montana in the Super Bowl, forget it. He was perfect. He wasn't good. He was perfect. So uh, no one played better. I mean, the quarterback rating, Tom Brady's quarterback rating is 30 points below Montana's in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's not even discussable. But the bottom line is, when you put it all together, no one's going to have a career that distinguishes itself like Tom's did. Right. I mean, I could make the argument, Mike, that, uh, yeah, listen, uh, outside of that one year when he had Moss and Welker, for example, Tom Brady won Super Bowls for guys like David Patton. Troy Brown. He didn't have Jerry Rice. Now, I know that the first Super Bowl Montana won when he beat Forrest Gregg and Ken Anderson. He had, you know, Dwight Clark and Freddie Solomon and Earl Ring and Cooper and those guys. But after that, Rice, Taylor, Roger Craig, Brady never had that. So I can make the argument that Brady won a heck of a lot more with a lot less talent on offense than Joe Montana and still won. 70% of his Super Bowls. But you don't win Super Bowls just with one player. You win Super Bowls on defense. The Pats won Super Bowls. The first Super Bowl they won, Tom Brady did nothing until true. there were 39 seconds left in the game. He That's did true. nothing. Right. Okay? The bottom line is they have games like that. Okay? Terry Bradshaw had games like that. The guys have games like that. Now, Montana didn't have a game like that because the system was such that he was the engineer of the system. And he was going to have a great game in every game they played. And most of the games weren't even close. Uh, that's the difference. All the Pat games were close. The Pats won every Super Bowl close. The, the biggest blow Tom ever played in was the one he played in Tampa. I mean, the, the, he, right. he, every game else. Plus, there were two Super Bowls. Now, you could say he could have won either one of the Giant games. Absolutely. With, with a bounce of a ball, he could have won either one of the Giant games. But he also got gifted the Seattle game, and he got gifted the Atlanta game. Yep. So, I mean, yep. the bottom line is that happens in life. It doesn't matter. He won the ones he won. He lost the ones he lost. The record for wins the all-time numbers and the ability to win a tight game face of success in the league. And that's what he is. And that's why he stands in a very special place when you think about him. Now, the guy he replaces who stood for success on the field in the NFL before him was Bart Starr. That's the guy. He never lost. Bart Starr lost his first playoff game. He never lost another one. He lost in yeah. Philadelphia, then he won nine in a row in five championships. That was the symbol of success. 
Tom Brady is that symbol of success. Yeah. And Bart Starr wasn't the best player, but he was great in the big game. I tell you what, even before Bart Starr, I mean, because Bart Starr did lose every now and then. The guy that never lost, I mean, never lost, was Otto Graham. Otto Graham, if you yeah. want to go back that far, absolutely. Yeah. Never lost. So one more, then we'll get to the game on Sunday, Mike, and that is, are you uncomfortable uh, comparing players at different positions? For example, I've heard people tell me the best football player ever, Jim Brown. Some have said Lawrence Taylor. Now some are saying the best football player ever, Tom Brady. I know quarterback is not player. Are you uncomfortable comparing positions as the best player? If you ask me who the best football player was of all time, and I've been asked to rank the top 100 players and stuff like that, the best player, I think, in the history of the league was Jim Brown. Uh, he was better at his position by such a margin than any other player. Oh, Jim I Brown disagree there. Out. I disagree there. You, you think he was he was so much better than guys like so Simpson, Dor- Jerry Rice? Everybody else. Jerry Rice? Ridiculous. Jerry Rice, his a wide receiver? His career was on a different level. And to me, when I vote top 100, I always voted this way. I always voted Brown 1, Taylor 2, Montana 3. Because uh, I thought LT completely changed the way defense was was played. He completely revitalized and changed the entire league into a pass rush league. And uh, there has never been a player who stood out of his position more than he did. Um, he was that special. I, I don't think people. He was freakishly good, freakishly good, and did it differently than anyone else because he didn't. He didn't practice real hard and he didn't lift weights and he was just a natural athlete and another incredibly competitive and smart player. He didn't get credit for being the brilliant instinctive player that he was, but I think he's that good. But I, I listen, Putting Brady wherever you want, I have no problem with it. No, I, mean, I don't have the Brady guy, there. The, guy did, the idea is to win the games, and no, he won the games. No, I don't have Brady there. I, where I disagree is, uh, like, Lawrence Taylor, my favorite guy, by the way, you know, you'll have people say, yeah, what about Nitschke? What about Buckus? With, with, with Brady, you could argue Montana, Johnny Unitas. With uh, Brown, you can argue Simpson. But the one position, Mike, where you can't argue the biggest distance between one and two is Jerry Rice, wide receiver. Who's number two? <laughs> Randy yeah, I think it's Jim Brown, myself. I think okay. it was Jim Brown. I think Jim Brown was that much better than everybody else. He was okay. bigger, stronger, tougher. He was just better than everybody else. And, and you're talking about a guy who was the greatest cross player of all time, uh, who held the Long Jelly. Island scoring record. Why was that story? Basketball. Who, 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 he, he also uh, held the Long Island scoring record in basketball for like 30 years. I mean, the guy was maybe the greatest athlete ever produced in this country. Jim Thorpe, Jim Brown. I mean, one of those two, probably the greatest athlete ever produced in this country. Well, that's true. He did do all those things as well. Mike Francesa, the great Mike Francesa, joining me two days before Super Bowl 57, the Chiefs and the Eagles. All right, Mike, this is it. You got Pat Mahomes, who just won another MVP and clearly now has become, I think, this generation's quarterback. No question. Right up against a guy that had really an MVP season. And the team that's been the best team, Mike, outside of a two-week injury hiccup from week one in the Philadelphia Eagles, what do you see on Sunday? Um, The Eagles are a better team. Uh, they obviously have Mahomes, who's the best quarterback. Uh, they also have a very good coach in Andy Reid. I'm not taking anything away from the Eagle coach. Uh, he's young. We'll see. He's still developing. Um, but the fear I have in this game, and I'm rooting for Kansas City. I like Andy Reid. I've known him a long time. He's a friend. I want him to win this second Super Bowl because I think this cements him as one of the great coaches of all time. He's already number five in wins. He's already second in postseason wins. He's won 100 games with two different teams. He's taken two different franchises to four straight 
conference title games. I mean, remarkable stuff. <laughs> but he needs a second Super Bowl. I'd love to see him get it. It also cements Mahomes if he gets it. And you never know when you're going back. You could say you're going back ten times. You don't know. I mean, Dan Marino went in the second year and never went back. Well, I mean, you, so you, you never want, know. Do you want if the story with that? I'll, I'll give you the story with Dan Marino. It's a great story. They lose to San Francisco, Mike. Yep. They're in a limo after the game. It's Dan, Jimmy Cephalo, Nat Moore, and one more Dolphin player. And Dan gets in the car and he goes, guys, why do you look so down? And they go, Dan, we just lost the Super Bowl. And Marino's next comment to your point was, what are you worried about? We'll get back. Yeah, never did. <laughs> nope. Nope. Never did. And, you know, with Don Shula, uh, didn't win a playoff game on the road in like for 20 years. I mean, the bottom line is they, they, they it's remarkable they didn't get back, but they didn't get back. It's very hard to get back. It's very hard to be good enough to win. And you have to be lucky because the ball has to bounce right. And look at this game. Look at the end of the Cincinnati-Kansas City game. I mean, that game could have gone either way. I mean, we all know that. I mean, that's what happens in these games. Call. Officials call. I mean, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, but back to the game. I'm rooting for Kansas City. I, I, I really favor Andy Reid, and I'm going to root for them. But I think Philly's going to win. And the reason why is, to me, the biggest factor in the Super Bowl that changes Super Bowls is pass rush. And I think the Eagle pass rush isn't good. I think it is devastating. I think it is overpowering. I think it is historic. And if it does what I think it will do, and the only thing they can do is combat it with the short pass, which they're very good at. They're very good at it. You know, uh, Mahomes had 41 regular season touchdown passes, 28 to tight ends and running backs. I mean, so this year, he didn't throw the ball to the wide receivers. He threw the ball to the backs and to the tight ends all the time. He's going to dump the ball off quickly a lot because of this pass rush. If he can't combat this pass rush, though, he's dead. That's what Mm -hmm. beat him in the last Super Bowl. It'll beat him in this Super Bowl. Plus, the Eagles run the ball inside tremendously well. They are a very good team in two areas. They run the ball great between the tackles, and they are a great pass rush team. And the quarterback's good. They've got good wide receivers. They're good everywhere. They're good everywhere. They are a very strong roster. Incredibly strong. The, the, the guys who built that team deserve a lot of credit. They built a tremendous team. I think it's going to be a close game. If the Eagles are if the Eagles aren't winning in the fourth quarter, I think it, or they're tied in the fourth quarter, I think Kansas City will beat them. If not, I think the game is owned by the can by the Eagle pass rush. I think that's the biggest factor in the game and I think the Eagles win by a touchdown like 27-20, 30-23, something like that, but I think the Eagles win. I'm rooting for Kansas City, but I think the Eagles are going to win by a touchdown. Not me too. All right, 60 seconds. I can't let you go yet, Mike. Local story in terms of amassing talent. Have you seen many cases more disappointing than what the Brooklyn Nets did 4 years ago? And how it ended up? Listen, they got what they deserved. You can't buy a championship. You have to put more effort into it than that. The idea that you can just give in and let the... First of all, I'm vehemently opposed to the players running the, the teams, and they were running that team. Uh, and finally, the owner said, enough. The only, the only satisfaction that Joe Sy got out of the whole thing was that he didn't let Irving go play with LeBron, and that's what he wanted, and he made sure he didn't go there. He said, trade him anywhere, but not to the Lakers. The bottom line is that's, the only, that's all he got out of this. Okay, Now, he got back a couple of decent players now, but the bottom line is, and how about this? How about if you were someone who bought season tickets because you had Durant and Irving, and Oof. now they're gone? Yeah. 
Yeah. What do you do? You get, do you get to refund your money? Uh, I mean, the bottom line is now you got a mediocre team. I'm yep. not saying they don't have some decent players. I'm not saying Bridges isn't a good player. He's a good player. I'm not saying Cam Johnson isn't a good player. He's a good player. But they're not stars, and they just traded stars. And, but I wouldn't have given you 10 cents for Irving. I wouldn't have him on my team for free. Okay. <laughs> and, and Durant has a lot. To, he's a great player, but he's got to do a lot to polish his image because he's let it really, uh, uh, really fall apart here. He's got a lot to do. Now, maybe he'll do it this year with that team because uh, Phoenix could definitely win a championship this year. It's a weak NBA and and they definitely are going to have a solid goal scorer on the floor for all 48 minutes in a playoff game, which is something most teams don't have. So they have a good chance to win a championship. But I hate the way it was done. It was very distasteful and I think the ownership got what it deserved. I got to tell you, Mike, what a great conversation. I can't thank you enough for coming on right before the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, all these, all, everything you, d- you discussed today was just, just terrific. So Enjoy the game on Sunday. Thank you Thanks. so Take much. Care. Thank uh, you, Mike. I hope things are going well. Uh, Thank you. Know, you. I know uh, everybody misses Bernie. Can't, still can't believe he's gone, but, know. Uh, you know, uh, be well. Well, well let me give you this. Well. Before you hang off talking about Bernard, now that you uh, did this, Mike, thank you. Perfect transition. Just yesterday, our late dear friend Bernard became a grandfather. He wow. Had, is that true? That wow, is true. His son, that, Brendan. That, so, you yeah. know what? He lives on. That's what it yes. comes down to. Yes. Yes, he does. All right, Mike, I love you, man. Thank you, Take pal. Care, bye. Thank you.